Hello, I am so excited. I am your friend and women's empowerment coach, Anabel Quintanilla of Chingona Living. And I have with me today, none other than another Chingona herself, Viridiana, who is the founder and mastermind behind Chingona Inc. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to talk about what she's doing today. Hello, Viri. Welcome to my podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, it's a beautiful day here in Vegas. Nice weather. Yeah. It is. Yesterday was insane. Oh, nice. oh it's been beautiful. Oh, oh, my God. oh my God. And I'm so glad you're in Vegas. So you and I met. Um, I had a moment of courage. I, and I think I told you this, right? Um, I had a moment of courage when I changed my name from what it was previously my business name, my identity to Chingona Living. And I was like, I'm going to make friends with other Chingonas. And then I started like doing this massive Instagram search and you were like the first person that popped up. And then I reached out because, and I thought, she, I saw she lives in Vegas. I'm like, it's meant to be. And I, I love that we have been connected ever since. Um, I'm really excited. And, and yes, yes, we could talk a little bit about Chingona Inc. I really want to talk about you though. Um, because we are not always our brand, right? Like our brand takes off and it does this one thing. And we're so much more like we were just talking about before I hit record. Somos multidimensionales. So tell me a little bit about what you do, how you got started, and then we'll take it from there. Yes. I mean, definitely five years ago before I had started my brand, I would have never pictured myself where I'm at now. And very thankful for the experiences and you know everything that got me there and towards there and like you said there's just so much so much more to come and I'm super excited for that um but I guess a little bit about me is I'm Mexican so I'm Hicana I was born in Mexico City uh, I came here as a baby cross cross the border <laughs> as like a one-year-old my mom came here first then my dad came here then they called for me and my aunt um I grew up in San Luis Obispo California which is like very central, little, small, uh, beautiful town, gorgeous, um, but not very diverse. I didn't grow up with a lot of diversity. I was like one of a couple Latinos or Mexicans that, you know, were in my class. So I didn't feel like I very much related to everybody because, you know, I was doing the whole Selena thing, you know, trying to be Mexican enough for the Mexicans, American enough, American enough for the Americans. And I grew up, you know, not very in touch with my culture and my Latina side. Um, as much as I wish I could, but definitely moving into my teenage years and finally deciding I want to do graphic design. I want to be an artist. Um, it's kind of when I had more in touch with my cultura and all that. And it definitely all happened at the right time, for the right reason. I literally was just graduated with graphic design degree, but nobody would hire me as a graphic designer. So I decided to kind of just start messing around with patterns, different things, fun stuff. Um, in particular, I was looking for a Chingona sticker and, you know, I found, couldn't find one that I wanted to buy. So I didn't really think much of it other than just creating one for me. I was just like, I just want to buy one and, and put it on my, I don't even remember, I think it was like my computer. That's it. And then um, it was during that time was print on demand sites. So I've been using Redbubble in particular, which you don't have to put any money into it. You just upload your designs. They print and ship everything for you. And then you get a cut, which was like 25 cents. And out of nowhere, I just get like, boom, boom, all these emails, like people were buying my sticker. And I was just like, people like these. 
I was like very, very like surprised and also like, you know, after re receiving so much rejection with graphic design, like it felt like a little bit more of an assurance that like, okay, this is something I'm onto something. And, you know, from there, I started creating more designs, more things and putting myself out there. I think the biggest step that I took was put myself out there on social media <laughs> because I wasn't a big social media person before this. And I just, you know, posting my artwork was like, you know, very, very hard, very, it's not easy. It wasn't easy for me to take criticism, but if I hadn't done that, then I wouldn't have reached, you know, where I am at now. And, you know, I'm super excited for the next step, which is helping other people with their graphic design. Wow. And it started with a sticker. I mean, querías una pinche calcomanía. That's what you wanted. You wanted a sticker. Do you have it anywhere near you by, by chance? Um, it's no, on, okay. not near me, but yeah, it's like, it was literally just chingona with the florals around it. It's like the floral, floral pattern. And that I think I might've seen it. I think it might've been like the first thing that I ever saw from you. And I think I even reposted it because I loved it so much. And I was like, I, I was, I was new to the social media world as well. I mean, I still am compared to you when you really think about it. Um, but I, I think I remember seeing it now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, it started with a sticker. How insane. And now you're helping other brands brand themselves, other companies brand themselves. Um, do you have an interview process? I mean, como es eso? And is it mostly Latino brands or are you across the board right now? I'm everywhere as far as it, but I am like targeting more of my Latinas, you know, just because that has more home for me and you know I think we all deserve to have branding um, feasible branding and costs that you know you know because I understand like when starting your business not having as many resources um, I've been there like it's not easy like the last thing you're thinking of is like branding and you know spending x amount of money for you know logo you're just trying to get like day-to-day -day stuff but it really does make like a huge difference in selling yourself in the market and standing out from your competitors so it's something that I want to educate more on and, you know, even thinking about it now, you know, like the education of it is important, which helps me and and my new, my new content actually. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's anybody and everybody. Um, a lot of it has come from word of mouth, you know, either locally or online. Um, a lot of people knew me more for just Chingona Inc. and the Chingona Inc. designs and then the Loteria, the custom Loterias, yeah, which, yeah. you know, I did a, quite a bit for a while, you know, everybody wanted me to make one for their career and everything. And like for a while there, I was making one like almost every day, like anybody would say anything and I would make it and it's like, boom, done. And I'd have it up. Um, I definitely burned out on that it's a lot that happened for a Thank year. Thank you for getting my Loteria t-shirts done before the burnout, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still enjoy doing it. I'm not going to say that I don't, but you know, I can't, I'm not going to say I'm going to make a new one every day. Yeah. Um, that's completely different. Um, I do enjoy more the aspect of it being personalized, you know, like making ones that look like someone and, you know, just because it's more personal and like has little touches. And then I like to see what they do with them afterwards. Like I had this recent one with a baby. It was her first birthday. So she made her invitations and then she had it like as toppers on her birthday cake and just used it everywhere. Um, but it looked exactly like, like the baby, you know, based off of some images. Um, but yeah, then from there, it's like, okay, t-shirt design. I started getting reach out for t-shirts, like design t-shirts. Like I, I designed some shirts for Chasing Camila, um, like a fitness brand. And then I was just like, you know what? Like I kind of just miss designing, like being creative and not so much the back end of, you know, uh, the, the, 
day-to-day stuff, you know, with products and uh, orders and all that stuff. So now I'm like, I just miss being creative. And I'm like, I want to help other people design and brand themselves. And in particular, you know, I'm, you know, I have everybody in the market. It's not just Latinas, but, you know, I definitely held a closer little place for my Latinas because, you know, I've been there as a and well, and you still are, right? I mean, you're still Latina, and I get, I get you. You said that you've, you know, make your your services feasible and accessible, and that's really what I'm doing too with my core program, the Chiyona Chingona. I've made it so that because I I have this moment, if you will, where it's like I want to help women, right? You want to help Latinas brand themselves. And they deserve good quality, fun branding that really speaks to their soul. And I want that, right? I want it to speak to their souls. Y, y, y quiero ayudarles a cambiar las chingaderas que tienen en la cabeza. And yet they can't afford me. <laughs> right? It's like, you want this thing that I offer. You want it so bad. You have to like mortgage your life to have access to, to me to my tools. And I kind of had this, who the hell are you moment, but it wasn't imposter syndrome. Like it had been in the past, right? In the past imposter syndrome, like, who do you think you are with that doubtful, you know, in this, 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 who do you think you are was like more of a, you're out of alignment with what you're here to do on earth, Annabelle, right? I, I know I'm not meant to be poor. I'm not meant to be broke. I'm not meant to do pro bono stuff all the time, right? That That's not what spirit wants of me. He wants me to be in alignment with this greater version, which is like, you said your mission is to help Latinas and to empower them. Well, let's do that. And there are a lot of Latinas who, like you said, they're just starting off in life right? They're just starting off in business. They're barely getting their feet wet in this, this thing that they want to do. And I remember what it was like for me to start my business. And everybody was like, oh, well, the more you invest in your business, the better it's going to be. And the more that you invest in these systems and these structures and these products and these processes, like the more successful. And the more that I did that, the more that I poured into it, the more disconnected I felt from my mission. Right. So I think I, I have a really good understanding of what your mission is. Right. Quieres también empoderar a, a Latinas chingonas a, a sentirse como chingonas que son. Right. And, and they're going to do that through their business. Right. Nobody's going to want to start a business and still be like this little, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, buy buy my coffee mugs. Right. Or <laughs> buy, buy my stickers. Right. Like that's that's not what we want for our people. Right. Like that's not what I want for my clients. Um, you said assurance. You said that you craved more creativity, that that you missed being creative and that there was something when you were being very creative at the very beginning with just the sticker, that there was this assurance that you were on the same path, path, that you were on the right path. And then a couple of days, weeks ago, I saw a post of yours on Instagram that talked about you never believed in manifesting until now. So tell me, how is it that you are able to listen to your creativity, tune into it, know be assured of when you're on the right path. And now you're even saying that you're manifesting things. What are you manifesting and how do you know that you're doing it? 
well, you know, unfortunately, like, I think we are all like always looking for validation, <laughs> you know, whether it be from, you know, even ourselves, you know, we're looking for it everywhere. I mean, I, I did, that's all I did my whole life is find validation, even though I tried to hide behind this image that I don't need this, I don't need that, whatever. Um, even, you know, graduating from graphic design school, like I I was just so happy that I graduated, you know, that I got there, that I got to that point that was first generation, all that stuff. But I wasn't confident in myself to go and pursue uh, graphic design. Not to mention that graphic design is a very uh, non-diverse, it's much more diverse now. But like when I was going to school, like I was also one of the few, I hung out with all the the minorities. It was like me and, and two Asians, and we were like the only minorities that, you know, we hung out together. We're all Chad's and John's and okay. Yeah. So I didn't feel like I belonged there. You know, I felt like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't up to par in so many ways. And so like me getting that degree and then leaving and then being like, okay, what's next? Which is like, I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared for in any way to be a designer. And I wasn't confident in myself. And it was always like, okay, I want to just have, you know, even though I was doing graphic design and I was probably doing some freelance work for everybody, like, I was just thinking like, okay, like I'm not a real designer yet because I don't have the position. I don't have a job. I don't have the title. This then, is all imposter syndrome that we're talking oh, yeah. about, by the way, right? like, for, awesome. for those who are listening and who like, oh yeah, that happens to me too. What you're, what VD is sharing is that this is imposter syndrome. We all have it to varying degrees. Which by the way, I've learned more recently, you know, with your coaching, because, you know, I had uh, Annabelle as my life coach and it's been, you know, the most amazing experience, highly recommend her. Um, you know, kind of give me an insights about the fact that like, I literally am just in my head <laughs> and <laughs> that I can change my thoughts and, you know, how to catch my thoughts earlier before I get back into that hole that I kind of fall into every once in a while. Um, but in general, yeah, I just always felt this is just the way I am. I'm just like this. I don't know why I'm like this, but I'm just like this. And it's just like, and I have to just ride the wave, but you know, it's not like that. There's, there's help. There's things you can do. And, you know, highly recommend her. She's definitely worth, worth it all. Um, but going back yeah, to like, you know, validating ourselves and I didn't feel validated. That's kind of what I think what I've been searching for is like validation. And I did that through my brand. And it's like, once I got like people like my work and I just never thought, and like, I, I originally started as a graphic designer and I didn't really go in thinking I was going to start a brand. I just wanted to create beautiful stuff. And definitely going back in and realizing like, now I want to go back to graphic design, like to what originally was my purpose. That's like where I, you know, where I started, where I wanted and um, really go back to the basics and the joy and not like going off, like what people are telling you, like you said, what to do and where to go and what's the next step. And like, you know, getting back to my roots and really listening to myself and trusting myself is big. And also just realizing my relationship with money, you know, I've learned a lot in your program about like the way that I am trying to make money makes a difference. Like, you know, the way that I'm putting stuff into existence, like um, scared money does, you know, make, what is the saying again? Uh, scared money, don't make money. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you're just attracting that. And I didn't really realize that was what I was doing. You know, like I didn't really realize manifestation was really a thing. I think, you know, even 
I think, you know, I grew up super religious and I grew up very much in hustle culture. <laughs> so it's like you work hard and, you know, you put in what you get. And if you want something to happen, you make it happen. You work till freaking three jobs if you have to <laughs> to get it done. And, you know, God first and God's, you know, only God is, the you know, like sort of the way through anything you get through everything. And it's like, so there's no, like, wasn't really any room for manifestation. I think manifestation was like some magical thing that you were like praying to something that you, you know, that wasn't God and it wasn't. We right. were begging. I mean, it, it praying to me was more like begging. It was like, por favor, Diosito Santo y Dios mío y Dios mío. And there's no faith or belief in that. That was, that was begging, right? That's how I was taught to pray. I don't know about you, but anyhow, yeah. Manifesting was woo woo. It was, it was. Yeah, it's just like some, just like some magical brujeria or something like that. And it's like, you know, it's a, it's a whole different thing. It's just kind of just trusting. I think it's more just trusting myself and like that I believe in myself and that I have the abilities to do what I want to do. And if I want to change course, it's okay to change course. And also just trusting the universe or their higher power, whether that be God but also like not putting so much pressure on yourself that if things go wrong, that, you know, it's just, you know, it's the energy that you're putting into things and people see it. People see it when you're selling them, when you're, when you're interacting with them, like it's all a huge difference. And I think in the end, it all works out. I think for a long time, I worried day to day of different things and looking too much in the future and also concentrating too much in the past. So I was living in the past and I was living in the future all at once. So can you imagine that in your head? That's like exhausting. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine it. And, you know, you're not alone when in this in this process, right? You're not the only not just the only client that I've had, but I've done it. Um, a lot of my clients do it. Half of the world, half of the women in the world do the exact same thing. And the other half doesn't do it yet because maybe they're too young, but they eventually will be stuck. Be, they, there's, we're straddling the past and the future. And we forget about how powerful the right now is, right? And I, I don't pretend to be an Eckhart Tolle His book is amazing, right? The Power of Now. His book is amazing. And it's so simple that it blows your mind and it's so simple that you think no way, like no way. <laughs> I just have to come back to right now. Yes, yes, you just have to come back to right now. And this right now becomes the next right now. And it's like so simple that it it's almost like hard to, to wrap your mind around it because we are brought up in, like you said, you know, like, La cultura religiosa, the hustle culture, where it's like, pídele a Dios y con el favor de Dios y Dios primero. And it's like, you know, the God that I am in a relationship with today, he's like, I'm not that asshole you grew up with, you know? <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know who you thought I was, but thanks for giving me a chance. Like, I'm I'm a pretty nice person, right? I, and I don't even know that God is, God is a man. I don't know, right? Like God is an energy to me, but, but I hear you. And so how did you, cause I did not do it, right? I might've been your life coach for a little bit, but I, I did not do the work you did. So what happened? What clicked for you 
que, que pudiste decir a la chingada, I, I get that this is how I've always been and what I've always believed and how I grew up. And here's, I mean, just the fact that you were one year old and you were brought across the border, that had to, I know, I know, it had to have left behind something in your little human body, right? Something that we can call trauma, um, but it left something behind in your little cuerpecito, right? So what happened in coaching that you just said, oh, huh, I can breathe? <laughs> ah. Well, I mean, I've, I've had, yeah, the traumas have been, you know, we all go through our traumas, like to say that nobody has traumas is, you know, but some of us probably take them a little bit longer or we haven't, I mean, I think most per importantly, I've never been taught how to deal with my traumas and like how to move past them and not, you know, because I think there's a fine line. There's different ways of different doing different, doing different things. You know, I did, I did therapy. I've done therapy for years. I've I've said I've done therapy. I've always been a big advocate of it. And I think it still works, but I also feel like you do need more direction, especially when you haven't trained your mind to, to say nice things to yourself, to get out of things, to deal with things, to deal with like just simple depression or, you know, whatever, a bad day or something like that. It's because you can sit in those bad days for a lot longer and they could really you know, and this last time around, you know, I think I finally sat down and dealt with them in a different way with you than I have before. And it's, I think that's like, I think the biggest factor that helped was like actually healing those. And I think most importantly, accepting people for who they are as they are, because mm -hmm. if you don't do that, then you're going to keep going around in a circle in your head about like, changing and and you don't even like at the end of the day you don't you don't concentrate on yourself you end up concentrating on just changing other people and I think that's like the base of like unhappiness is it's just like you're you're not concentrating on yourself but most importantly it's just like I don't want to live like this anymore I don't want to a be worried about anybody else and I I mean of course you know care about other people but like to the point where you're sabotaging yourself and not taking care of yourself, you're stop taking care of yourself. Um, and I think importantly, it's just like, you're just number one, no matter what, like mm. you have to take care of yourself before you pour it into another cup. And I'm, I'm, I deserve it. Like, you, you know, changing my verbiage has been even huge, which I learned with you is the way of talking to myself, forcing myself to do things and wondering why it always comes back as like failure or like, you know, come back as like, I'm just tired, exhausted. It's just the energy that we put into things and the way that we present it even to ourselves makes a huge difference. And I got tired of going in my cycle, the cycle that I kept creating and it's still a work in progress, but I feel completely different about dealing with things and moving on from my traumas and just at the end of the day just letting go just letting let that shit go <laughs> yes let that shit go and you know you you talk about the circle right and we all have these habit loops that we get caught up in and becoming aware of the habit loop is so important because when you're aware when you step out of the loop to see yourself in the loop, right? You're like, oh, 
I, I see it. And it's that removal of your, your awareness or your removal of your energy from the loop and taking a look at the loop, right? Like noticing that you're in the loop that you're like, okay, I, I can go in any other direction. And you said, you know, you're number one, no matter what. We are not born believing that. We are not, right? There, in our childhood, there comes, you know, I, I'm just, I'm raising, I'm co-raising, I'm not raising her alone, right? But I'm helping my daughter raise my granddaughter. She's with me, you know, between the two grandmas, we split watching her when my daughter and, and her boyfriend work. So she's with us a good amount of time. And I, I see how important she is and how, you know, how much care she requires. And I'm wondering, like, how did it happen for us where we were so important, so cared for, so valuable that the message might have been as, you know, you're, you're so important, you're so valuable to, you're not that important, you're not that valuable anymore, right? Like, prove yourself, earn it. Like, how did it go? And, and it's interesting. I'm just having a little moment. Um, my daughter asked me Sunday, she said, mom, what do I, she's 25. Okay. She's like, mom, what do I have to do to earn such pretty nails like yours from, you know, mystic nail where I go uh, pretty and polished? Like, what do I need to do? And, and I was like, she's literally asking me what song and dance, what show, what fucking performance does she need to put on so that she is worthy of a gift from me? I, I like within seconds, I saw it, I heard it because that's what we do to our kids. You better get good grades. Mija, portate bien. Mija, haga sus oraciones, right? Dios primero. And, da, da, da. and I grew up Catholic. Your religion is different, right? But it's like, I remember like the whole having to earn everything. And I was like, where does it change? Because I don't see my granddaughter like, well, you better earn your four ounces of formula, honey. Like, yeah. oh, you you want your diaper changed? Well, you better earn that, you know? Like, like we don't, where does it change, right? Like we go from treating our children, just like giving them, you know, what they need. And to like, no, you got to earn that shit, right? Like where does hustle culture start? So to close the story on my daughter's nails, I looked at her and I said, absolutely nothing. I'd love to treat you to your nails. You deserve to have beautiful nails. Mm -hmm. She's like, really? And I'm like, yes, you don't have to do anything. It sounds so good to say that to my 25 year old daughter, <laughs> like, no, you don't have to earn anything from your mother. I love you and you deserve it. Here you go. I know that's a sore, sore subject for you, right? So the, the way that I see you today is, is that, that you've gone from that, that hustle culture to flipping the reverse switch to, I, I deserve it. I don't need to earn shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to work for it because work is, is part of the manifestation formula. It's built into that manifestation formula. 
but I don't have to work for it in a to earn to deserve it because otherwise I'm not worthy of it. I haven't earned my bones, right? Like there's a different type of energy. And so I've been doing that with myself as well. Like yesterday, my granddaughter did not want to nap alone. She wanted me to be right there with her. And I was like, I deserve to nap with my granddaughter. I don't have to clean my house, do the laundry, wash the dishes. I don't have to earn my fucking nap. I deserve a nap with my granddaughter. And I'm just going to take a nap with my granddaughter. Right? And it's this, it's freedom. It's freedom is what I'm trying to say. Do you feel free? I do. I mean, it's still process. I think. I didn't think I deserved a lot of that stuff. I mean, it was hard. It's still hard for me to sit still. <laughs> it's hard for me to sit in my thoughts sometimes. And, you know, I think I'm used to the go, go, go. Like I've been going, going for like a long time. And I think that's why this past year, it makes me emotional. But this past year, I finally said to like, I'm tired, I'm tired of like, go, 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 because I've just been avoiding my feelings, avoiding dealing with stuff. And that's what I've been doing my whole life. It's just go, go, go. But you know, like the hustle culture started and I really believe in this either, which is the freaking ancestor trauma, like, you know, like past, you know, like, you know, my, my grandma did it. She worked herself till the very, very end. Like she, she worked a lot and then like the whole thing was just like you know she was single she never remarried unfortunately my grandpa left and started another family but she never remarried all she did was work for her kids until they all left and still worked for them and the grandkids then my mom worked for us you know and unfortunately like I didn't get the relationship I wanted with her because she worked all the time but she wasn't like a bad mother she just that's all she knew. She she knew she had to work for her kids. She worked two jobs and, you know, worked. when she stopped working, she didn't know what to do with herself. And then with me, it's like I left my house early and started working, worked three jobs, worked multiple jobs. And it wasn't until I found Chingona Inc. that, you know, I had a little bit more. You didn't find it. You manifested it. Or you manifested it. <laughs> I, you know, had a little bit more freedom and even now, like things are changing, like, you know, about like where I want to go in the direction and, you know, really evaluating like what really makes me happy. And it doesn't make me happy to continue to run myself to death. And like, but you know, it's been a process. It's been a process, a very long process because I am used to go, go, go. I can't sit still. Sometimes I, I even like, you know, on Saturday and Sundays, you know, I used to work, I used to work like seven days a week. <laughs> I was working like I was off. I would still, you know, post on the weekends. Like, I mean, it's still, you know, blurry, but at least some days I'm just like, I, I don't want, you know, I need, I want to take this day off. I need to, I deserve it. But even sitting there and doing the whole, like, I'm not doing anything. I will be like, hey, what did you do all day? What does she know? You, yeah. you sit here and do nothing. Like you should at least clean. You should at least go to the workout. And it's like, you know, the metria, which yeah. is for me, just telling me like, what do you, you, 
like it's almost it's almost like it's like a like an addict like an addict that's addicted to to freaking like being staying busy like I'm just like like and I get antsy like I'm just like I gotta get up and do something and it's just like I have to bring myself back down and be like you don't have to do anything and it's okay and it's like talking myself through it and sitting in those feelings you know because I've had some some coping mechanisms that haven't been the greatest either and you know I love my food I love my alcohol I love all that stuff and but it's also like where is it just coping and drowning out versus just actually dealing with the shit and sitting there in the in it sitting in it has been the hardest thing ever it's not easy but I think it's been a lot harder I mean a lot easier to do and more benefiting for me to do it because now it's not like the codependency on all these things that that have just caused me more harm yeah and 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 you are really describing what the work looks like right I mean it's the city none of this is fun none of this is pleasant none of this is like oh yay a la chingada con todo eso like none of us want to sit with our darkness in our darkness and take a look at all this stuff but if we don't know how to look at it and we don't know how to befriend it or soften the energy or maybe even pity the energy like sometimes I pity Demetria right you pity Nancy I pity Demetria and I'm like ay pobrecita de de ti Demetria es que no conoces mejor manera let me show you right let me show you that there's a better way right like you would do the same with Nancy you'd be like oh Nancy you poor thing who hurt you, right? And, and like you ask that question and it's like, there's a whole list, right? Of all the people who quote unquote hurt you. Um, so sitting with that is 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 so important. And I see you doing that. And, and, and yes, you recognize that it's your grandma, it's your mom. It's how, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And it's been you, your entire life. Hustling is how you have survived. It's how you've been able to build the empire that you have today. And it's how you're building wealth for yourself and, you know, maybe future generations, right? It's it's it, learning a new way. And you're doing it by asking questions that were not allowed. Like, what makes me happy? When did you ever hear your mom ask? My mother never asked me, Miha, are you happy? It would never. And my mother was an amazing person. I mean, maybe she she died when I was 14. Maybe had she lived longer, she might have eventually asked me that question. But I never heard her ask me that question. Like I'm recalling family stuff and nobody has ever asked me, Miha, te hace feliz? Eres feliz? Que te hará feliz, Miha? No. Like the concept of happy just never came up. It's mm -hmm. what do you want? What are you going to do to get it? Hustle, right? Hustle. You work hard, you play hard. It's the concept of hard. It's never the concept of easy. I, I, you know, I was thinking of a post the other day. I'm like, can we normalize taking days off? Not on weekends and not because you're sick. I mean, just take a day off. Just take a fucking day off because you want it. <laughs> like just the thing is like not everybody can have the luxury to do that. Too, not right? everybody has the luxury. You're absolutely right, right? So I just a couple of days ago had my whole Demetria was like, oh, take a day off. It's Wednesday, right? And I know that there are people who can't. And so knowing that there are people who cannot. 
I honor that. I see that. I can. And so I will. And I will create it so that others can and will. Right? It's not a, look at me, I'm so much better than you because you can't take a day off, right? Like, I get, I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you can, especially if you've, if you've created it for yourself, then honor that, right? Put yourself in that state of abundance where you're like, thank you. Thank you, higher self. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Allah. Thank you, Jehovah. Thank you. Thank you, Mother Nature. Thank you. You know, I, I'm going to enjoy this day off because I deserve it. Thank you. And when we create that energy, we soften that energy, we make it so for other people. Porque si no continuamos estos ciclos, right? We continue these cycles. We pass it on to, I heard it in my daughter. What do I need to do to earn some nails? And she's 25 and she went into little girl mode with her tone and her body language. And it broke my heart. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I did that. And I'm breaking the shit right now. And hopefully one day when she has a daughter, she can pass on the message that, hey, yes, we do have to work for the things that we deserve because it's built into the manifestation formula, but you're already deserving of it. And there's, there's no song and dance required. It's hard. Yeah. We, I mean, like most of us, I mean, I don't say most of us, but like a lot of us didn't grow up being told all these things like, you know, I see these videos of these little girls, you know, that literally have these mantras already like they're five, seven years old and I am beautiful, I'm kind and I'm just like, they have, you know, the comp all the confidence in the world and it's like the cutest thing ever. And it's just like, you know, that it's because that's what, you know, because kids here with, with parents here, you know, so, you know, anytime I think like, I'm like, I see like a misbehaved one and it's like cussing and I'm just, you're just like, oh, what is going on? Obviously they're getting it from the parents. So, I mean, I think it is a super important, like what parents are doing, you know, they have a huge impact in the way their certain kids are going to be in the future and how they're going to you know, like, you can tell certain people that were given that extra lift, that extra, like, you know, they don't question it. It's, you know, it's, it's true to them. Like, and like, it's not even like a form of question. They don't, and it's natural. It comes natural to them. And those people go in and get those jobs they want. They go in there and they get what, you know, what they want because they deserve it. They know it. They don't know. Versus some call of them lucky. Right. The lucky or, you know, well, for me, obviously, like, I sometimes want to say, like, I've called it, you know, for me, because I'm Latina and I grew up very Mexican and I was just always thought like, okay, like they're the you know, white, they grew up with privilege. They grew oh. up with everything like money, like, you know, especially going to school, like going to school, I was just like, they don't have to work. They don't have to like, you know, they can just concentrate themselves. They, you know, they're, they got they're, it made, you know, have a car, like everything's paid for. And it's not always like that. It's always different for everybody. Cause I think at the end of the day, like it's like the voice that you hear from your from your mom, your dad, that's telling you the pressure that molds you, you know, who you're gonna be. But I definitely think that's super important. And it would have made a difference in me if I had heard a little bit more of I deserve, you know, I'm important, you know, I don't I don't need this or that because living in a very kind of um being so 
self-aware of like yourself and like what other people think is just a horrible way to live. <laughs> yeah. But you were taught that because you, we probably heard the mira nomás, siéntate bien, pórtate bien, bájate esa blusa, súbete ese pantalón. And, and it's like we are taught to be not self-aware, self-conscious. Self-conscious, sorry, that's right. Right? I mean, but, but I, I understand what you're saying, right? Because self-aware is just, it, it means that you are aware of who you are and who you are being. But we were taught to be self-conscious. And I mean, I did it to my kids too, growing up. You don't have kids, right? And I don't know that you ever will or, or won't have kids, but your messaging already, just in how you carry yourself, right? I mean, you, you know, we went to Amiga Latina Vegas and it's like, you attract women and it's, you're showing up with this, like, you showed up with your hat and you looked all sexy and cute and 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 it's it's your energy, right? And it's how you speak of yourself today, and it's your messaging on social media, and it's you being totally honest about your journey that you're changing generations, right? Because just in in another woman your age, with or without children, he hears you, sees you, there's gonna be a change inside of her. And if there's a change inside of her and she has kids, there's going to be a change in how she relates to her children. So you're doing that for future generations. They may or may not be yours biologically. I want you to see that, that that's the power that we have as women in this in this community that, that you are co-creating. Do you see it? I mean, yeah. I mean, I didn't really see it the way you were putting it, but now it's like okay yeah definitely I mean I mean it's definitely always been a thing for me as far as like like you said growing up I was always like very self-conscious about myself like I was in high school I was a size four and I was still self-conscious I was on a diet I was on the Atkins diet when I was in we all? <laughs> high school like I was a size four but I was dieting all the time and you know when I started getting way older like I would get comments and but I'm even you know religiously it was just like I don't wear shorts that are short you know I was allowed to wear shorts I was allowed to wear skirts because my body had developed and you know I might like attract you know the wrong so I was always like aware of like everything and I think I got to a point when I left all that and like went on my own that I like just wanted to wear whatever f I wanted you know like I didn't want to like the rebel in me just came out like I'm just like fuck that fuck like the standards of like you're telling me that like that doesn't look good this doesn't look good and like even now I run into this with like my sisters and you know my family because they're they're very like fashionista and I do believe there's like flattering stuff but then there's stuff that like I don't care about flattering I just want to wear it you know like pop tops I'm not the skinniest person ever but I think I think anybody should be able to wear them and I think everybody should be comfortable in what they're wearing and it's kind of like sad if you you know go in there and play it safe I feel like it's not fun you know to just say I wore freaking white tees or black tees and black pants my whole life because that's what made me feel the skinniest and that's what like I was the most comfortable so people wouldn't judge me or look at me too much you know it's like you're I think you're almost hiding in that like you know and it's like life's too short yeah where was where where the fuck you want Let's do short, wear whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, wear that short skirt, wear that crop top and, you know, go in there and own it because 
nobody else is going to do it for you and nobody else is going to live that life. And you're not, you know, at the end of the day, you're not there to please other people. You're there to please yourself. So, and not, not to talk about sad shit, right. But at some point you said that you were always looking for validation and aren't we all right. We're looking for validation. And we think that if I dress the way they want me to dress, si hago lo que quieren que haga, si digo lo que quieren que diga, like, then I will earn their validation. And yet we still don't get it. No. Right. So we're left wondering what's wrong with us and doing all the things. And yet you're not giving me what I quote unquote need. Right. And so there must be something wrong with me. And what I have to say about validation, and I think that you understand that now, is that it's so nice to get it. <laughs> It's nice. I, oh, thank you. That makes me, it makes my heart feel so soft and warm and fuzzy and I, I'm tingly all over. That feels so nice. Thank you. And I would have been just fine without it. Because if anybody's going to validate herself, it's going to be me. Like I am my own validation. I'm going to validate me. And, and you also said like the rebel in me went crazy. And we think that this is what, I mean, all of us, like, pasamos por esa etapa de rebeldía, right? Where we're like, ay, que rebelde, and we're doing all these things. And, and we think that that's the only way that we can express ourselves is to be labeled as a rebel, or that if we express ourselves, we're labeled as rebels. Why? Why can't we just do the things we want to do because we love ourselves, right? Like, I love myself, I'm going to wear a crop, crop top. Crop top. I love myself. Not don't go putting up giant oya on you, but I love myself and I'm gonna wear the shorts I want to wear. I love myself and I'm going to, right? Like, can we ditch the labels that say, oh, well, it's because you're a rebel. You right. it's you do whatever you want to do because you're a rebel. How about I do whatever I want to do because I'm a grown-ass woman and I love myself? <laughs> right. That I've literally come to terms that I'm just not you know like everybody else and that's okay and that's, I'm a little bit different and you know even my family I think I'm you know sometimes considered like the black sheep or whatever I mean literally religiously all that stuff but like you know I think learning to like trust yourself and believe that you know what you believe in inside is okay not like being deferred by someone else is is not easy <laughs> you know because we're constantly being molded and being told with raised with these different standards raised with these religious ideologies of like what life should be like and if you're not doing this then you're wrong and you're black sheep and you're going to hell or whatever yeah. it's like a lot of like guilt to carry around and it's like just be it's okay to be yourself and it's okay to to just own it I think yeah. it's just owning it it's like, yeah, yeah. I would even say that, yes, it's okay. It's also mandatory. It's mandatory that you be yourself, right? As soon as you realize that you're not happy and you deserve to be happy, the only way to get there is to be true to yourself. And, and that's what I want to ask you. Like, tell me if you had to tell, because um, I'm going to be mindful of your time and the listeners. If you had to boil it down to a few words of wisdom to help a woman evolve from Chiyona to Chingona, 
what would your message be? You find out what's holding you back, you know, get down to the patterns, like the things that are holding you back and then let, let them go, let them go because they're only weighing you down and concentrate on the present and put yourself first. I think doing the things that you love is where everything comes from. You know, for me, it's like being creative. For me, it's it's taking time for myself, saying no to other people that, you know, drain me or, you know, stop being a people pleaser and stop pleasing because I did a lot of pleasing and it's still something I'm working on. And, and honestly, just not caring, you know, what other people think because going to completely bring you down but I know it's a lot a lot of different things but yeah just I think getting down to the root of what's holding you back I think is super important and a lot of it does stem from our childhood and our traumas and if you haven't had the time to really process it then it's going to always stay there and that's kind of what I did for a long time it's just you know figure out like know that I had these but I didn't know how to really deal with them and like how to actually let them go and see them from a different perspective because I feel like played the victim for like a long time like just poor me poor me and that's it that's my story well that's going to continue to be your story if that's you know if that's the way you're going to live you know that's the story you're going to put in your head and it's just like you know with um Annabelle, I could put a new story in my head, like could become a new person. I mean, like I didn't like really change everything that I am, but like, you know, I see more of those small changes as far as the way that I outlook life and every day and belief statements and all that stuff. Gosh, yes. Give me one of your belief statements, the one that you love the most. Because I know you uh, use them often. I know there's um, let's see. Gosh, I'm blanking out right now. Um, I know that I de- I deserve good people in my life. That's a, that's one you know that I that I love is, and I deserve to rest. I deserve to take time to rest. I deserve time to read my belief statements. I deserve to journal. Um, I am a successful graphic designer who has worked with amazing brands and you know, for a long time, I still didn't believe that I, you know, like, I think going back to like the value, like valuing yourself, like, yes, I think there's, there's a lot of us who, especially Latinas who underprice ourselves, whether it be like product wise, whether it be what the services we do and all that. And you should definitely price yourself at where you deserve because we all underprice ourselves. And I definitely think for a long time, I still didn't think I deserved to be paid a certain rate or that I deserved what other people got you know that I was always going to just stay in the story of like sidelines humble like a little bit here and there and I don't think we give ourselves we were told that we were told to mija es que es es importante ser humilde mija right I mean I'm speaking like my grandmother spoke to me mija es que es importante ser humilde mija sea humilde like be humble mija be humble I still think humble doesn't mean play small and like stay on the sidelines and like don't kick ass at what you're doing that's that's not at all what humble means right but yet that's how it was translated to us like don't like you know flaunt everything and you know I think and I think that is um that image is kind of still not 
accept it as well. It would be like the moment, like, you know, the social media obviously is just a way to, you know, we only show the good stuff and, you know, the moment people don't accept it as well when you're like successful or showing your success and it's like, oh, se cree mucho, es bien creída, mm. like, you know, all that stuff. And it's just like, no, I'm showcasing my accomplishments because I just, I'm a part of myself. So I'm like, and I want to share this with other people. It might not be for you, but you know, and I think it all comes back to like not worrying about what other people think, you know, because everybody's, you know, can portray things in a different way sometimes. Yeah. My husband has a saying that says, I don't know where he read it, but he says, when you're 20, you're so worried. Oh, I'm going to sabotage it. Anyhow, forget it. Forget the comment I was about to make because I'm going to totally kill it. But it has to do with at one point you realize that nobody's actually ever thinking of you. And here we grow up being so worried about what others are going to think about us. And then one day we realized nobody was actually thinking about us because everybody was so caught up thinking about themselves and being worried about themselves and not failing and, and being you know afraid of judgment. And we are so caught up in our own fears that we really aren't paying that much attention to other people. I think at one point you have to be like, nobody really gives a shit about what you do today or like and not in like a bad way but just like like nobody's gonna care if you went and had wine at lunch because you know or whatever you know like or like I went to the beach or I went on this trip because it's like oh I'm like you know I used to I think always get caught up in like okay people think I'm partying too much or people think I'm like doing this too much and it's like oh like I'm working too much it's like always constantly thinking about what other people will think and it's like it's sad it sucks to be in your 20s doing that because they're like your most precious times and we're constantly just thinking about everybody else except for ourselves and like worrying about that and yeah at one point I'm like in my 30s it's just you know now that I'm in my 30s I'm just like I don't have time for that I don't want to like sit there and you know think what you're thinking like just tell me you know even with like friendships and relationships I think that's the biggest thing that I realized I'm just like we're all adults now like I don't have time to guess what's going on if you miss me like I like that saying like if you miss me call me if you want to see me text me like if you people will make the effort to see you and it's like you cut all the bullshit in your 30s and you just let it go you're just like I don't have time for that <laughs> well it gets even better in your 40s <laughs> because in, the, in your 40s you're like if I'm not for you, please unsubscribe. That was literally in the subject line of the newsletter that I sent yesterday. <laughs> I hit the title and then in the subject line, I'm like, if this is not your jam, please unsubscribe. Yeah, I mean, I swear we don't like it's. A, I think we spend a lot of time thinking we're going to hurt other people's feelings. Like, you know, what did I said? Sit there and like, think. the worst is when you sit there and think about things you did and you're like, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> like, well, that's your Nancy, right? Yeah. It's your Nancy who she's like, she's playing this memoir of all of your boo-boos and the blooper reel, right? From all the shit you've done growing up and, and it, it still haunts you today. But when you know, oh wait, that's just my unconscious mind trying to keep me safe and trying to keep me from making what it calls a mistake. Um, you're like, I, I don't have time for that, Nancy. I'm letting that go. I, I don't believe in that anymore. I'm a new person. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I'm evolving. <laughs> I'm evolving. So I am so thankful that you said yes to doing this podcast interview with me today. And I know that there will be more. I know that there are so many things that you have to offer Mujeres Chingonas across the, across the globe. So tell us where they can find you today or how they can best get a hold of you if they listen to your message and they're like, I want, I want a brand and I want graphic designs and I know you helped me with my logo that finally feels like me and I love it so how do they get a hold of you today yeah so I am on chingona inc everywhere so that would be chingonainc.com instagram tiktok facebook and then all my other stuff is linked there too so the easiest way would be chingona inc or chingona inc at gmail.com um to send me an inquiry about any graphic design services but definitely um, leaning towards uh, creating myself as a brand now. And that's for just graphic design itself. So you're going to be seeing a lot more. And that'll be under me, Viridiana Ocio. Viridiana Ocio. Yeah. Oh, And that's on Instagram and everywhere? Um, so that one's on TikTok. Okay. It's like some rebranding. So it's kind of like a little bit of a mess. But Chingona Inc. is always going to get no matter what it's all the okay. same chingona inc is where we shall send everybody and thank you so much vd for being here today and for being who you are and this amazing chingona light in the world that we all need necesitamos tu luz so please remember always to let yourself shine because you never know where that one woman is who's like oh i needed her today right? I needed her light. I needed her medicine. I needed her message. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So please let that be your reminder to always let yourself shine. Okay. Te quiero mucho. And I will see you when I see you. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Aww.